Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Over the next couple of days, we're going to be going through each and every team and just having a look at how they're shaking up for season 2022. We're going to do a way too early preview just before the finals kick off this year. And whilst a couple of these teams are still playing, so there is going to be a lot more in the transfer market moving forward. We saw Connor Watson move yesterday, so there's going to be a heap more movement as we keep on going. But I thought I'd just give you a quick reflection on each and every team, and I'm going to start from the bottom of the ladder, move my way up over the next few days. We'll probably have two of these podcasts dropping today, so stay tuned. So we're going to kick off today looking at the team currently coming last in our competition, the Canterbury Bulldogs. And of course, a big transition year for them this year. A new coach had a new seven come in, a lot of movement around uh, Luke Thompson, his first full preseason with them and everything. So a lot of changes going on. And next year, this side is going to be completely unrecognizable. I sort of, I've got all the buys written down for each team and I just... You know, I automatically wrote down Burton and Fox. I thought, oh, yeah, geez, that, that's going to add a lot. Then I thought, oh, I've got to add in Dufty. I've got to add in Tavita Pangai Jr. I've got to add in Paul Vaughan. I mean, this team is really gaining a lot. And look, the two-star signings for me are Burton and Fox. Um, Burton, I just think he's a freakish talent. I think he's going to add so much to this team. He's got so much uh, more to learn in his game as well, which is just dangerous. And he's one of the, you know, he's a big body sort of 5'8", same as Trent Barrett was as well. So really looking forward uh, to seeing those two combining together. I just think Burton's going to be outstanding. Josh Adokar, obviously for me, he's the premier winger in our game. Uh, on both sides of the ball, attack and defense, he is unreal. He can play on either wing as well and just and be just as good on either side. He also comes from this Melbourne Storm system, which I I think is a big plus. Uh, I think about Josh Adokar is, of course, as well, you know, off the field. He's a real locker room guy. And I think that's sort of what they lack there at the moment. I was looking at all the teams the other day and sort of going, who's the social media guy? Who's the funny guy from each club? And I sort of looked at Canterbury and went, I don't know, like from the outside looking in, they don't really seem to have that guy. They don't seem to have that sort of Brandon Smith or that Alex Johnson, that sort of guy or Latrell Mitchell that's able to sort of take the piss off the field. I think he'll be a really good addition for them. He'll he'll lift their branding and everything. So really looking forward to Fox getting there. Burton's obviously the star there, though. 
There's the, the, the other guys I think are really interesting. Now, Matt Dufty, uh, you know, I've always said that unless your name is Ryan Pappenhausen or you're playing for the Melbourne Storm, if you're a 75-kilo, 80-kilo fullback, life is going to be very hard for you in the NRL. And to be honest with you, I sort of stand by that. Uh, but, I mean, every single time the the, the St. George of the Dragons win games, it's off the back of this guy. And when he's not there, they're a completely different footy side. So, And you know what? The game has changed. It has moved towards Matt Dufty a little bit as well. So I like this signing. The thing I like about it, is that it's a one-year contract. So there's no opportunity for Dufty to get comfortable. He's playing for his next contract as soon as he arrives at Canterbury. As soon as he pulls on a blue singlet in December, he is saying to them, hey, I want to be here next year. And I really like that about this signing, Matt Dufty, that he's under pressure, his back's against the wall, and he's got to perform. The other guy that's back's against the wall is Paul Vaughan, a guy that's obviously... You know, he, he was playing for the Kangaroos two or three years ago. He's one of the premier props in our game. I think he got a little bit comfortable, got a little bit silly down there at St. George, had a couple of mishaps in COVID, then had the barbecue the other week, which was just completely fucking batshit crazy. Had his pants pulled down, got embarrassed on national TV, I mean. It couldn't have got much worse for, for, for Paul Vaughan. Then got his contract pulled, which I think he knew he was getting paid massive overs for, and I think that's part of the reason why he started slacking off, to be honest with you. He definitely wasn't the player he was two years ago. But now that he's come through all of that, he's been embarrassed. Pants have been pulled down. It's, he's, he's been dragged through the mud, and it's all his own fault. I really like the Bulldogs have taken a punt on him. Another guy, his back's against the wall, and he's got to prove himself. And the good thing about Paul Vaughan is that he's not a guy that's got to prove himself and get to you know a spot he hasn't been to before. He needs to get back to where he was. He knows how to, he knows how to do it. He knows how he got there in the first place. That's the other one I really like about this, this Paul Vaughan signing. Now, Tavita Pangai Jr., we're obviously going to touch on the Broncos because they're at the bottom of the ladder as well. And Tavita Pangai Jr. has gone from Brisbane to Canterbury with a pit stop at the Penrith Panthers. And you know what? If I'm the Canterbury Bulldogs, I'm stoked he's had a little pit stop at the Panthers. He's obviously had uh, some unfortunate things going on in his life over the last few weeks. So we wish Tavita Pangai Jr. all the very best the back end of the season to him and his family. Uh, but you really do hope for the sake of Canterbury that this guy has turned a corner and you know, I've always said he's unreliable, and I stand by that for now. I'll be, I'll be so happy when I can say, hey, he's turned the corner. He's not unreliable anymore, but he has been the last few years. That's the reality of Tavita Pangai Jr. Maybe it was the system up in Brisbane. Maybe a scenery change will be the best thing for him. I really hope so, because if Canterbury can get the very best out of TPJ, fuck, if Canterbury can get 70% of the best out of Tavita Pangai Jr. and just keep him on the field, they're going to have an absolute superstar on their hands. So there's a lot to add into this team. There's a lot of positives to come out of it and you know the guys they're losing Will Hopawade uh, he's going to be a loss but I mean he's not playing his best footy it's been a couple of years since we've seen the best out of Hopper realistically I think they will be okay without him a couple of young guys coming through there as well that look really talented Nick Meany another one heading down to the Melbourne Storm he's quick uh, I don't think they'll miss him, though, to be honest with you. you got Fox, you got Burton. They will well and truly be able to cover his position and Dufty at fullback as well. So uh, Nick Meany, I think he's going to be an interesting one for the Melbourne Storm, but we'll touch on him when we get to Melbourne. But I think this Canterbury team, surely they have to improve next year with all these guys coming in and the different personalities that are going to be there. Uh, Trent Barrett with another year under his belt in the new system. Uh, I think it will be good for them. So things are looking up for Canterbury. Uh, really looking forward to seeing how it plays out next year for them. Let's move to the Brisbane Broncos second last at the moment and they're three signings so far they've got Adam Reynolds uh, Kurt Capewell I almost said Luke Capewell Kurt Capewell and uh, Jensen from the North Queensland Cowboys they signed the other day Jensen I'll just touch on him quickly solid player he's just going to be a role player he's not going to have a heap of impact but he is a solid guy that I think has got potential so I, I like that one to be honest with you now the other two 
Reynolds, Cable, and of course there is Branko Lee as well. Got to add in Branko. Um, I really like these signings. I really love the Reynolds signing. Uh, the thing about halfbacks in rugby league is there's not many of them you actually want. We've spoken about this a lot. Adam Reynolds is one of those guys. Brody Croft, he, he signed with Salford the other day. Uh, and I sort of said on that day that, look, Brody Croft is a guy that... He wasn't ready to lead this team. He wasn't ready to lead this team in the current state they're in. And there's not many guys that are. So it's not really an insult to Brody Croft. There's only four or five halfbacks that are probably ready to take on this job. And they've managed to get one of them, Adam Reynolds. A heap of experience. I really, really like the move. Coming from a successful system, he's got his head on straight. He'll be a good leader. Great kicking game. Well, the best kicking game in the NRL for me. A great goal kicker as well, which, which will matter. The other guy they've got, Kirk Haywell, coming out of a really good system, a guy that's, you know, he, he he didn't just walk into first grade. He had to go the tough way around. I remember he was playing for Ipswich with the Walker brothers. Really impressed there. Managed to scrape into a Cronulla Sharks team. Was a utility there for a couple of years. Moves to Penrith, and all of a sudden, he's a starting centre for the Queensland Maroons and their first choice back rower now. So, uh, Kirk Haywell, he's gone the long way around. I really like that. I think he'll be a good leader up there. Branko Lee, a guy that I've always been a fan of, as you guys know. He came on the podcast with us. I think he'll do really really well. Uh, he's obviously played right centre for the Melbourne Storm over the last few years. We're now hearing that Katoni Staggs will be staying at right centre. Originally, he was moving um, into the 5'8 role. So, interesting to see what they do with Branko. I mean, you could have him out on the right wing, potentially, but I think he's more of an out-and-out centre. So, uh, they've obviously got Herbie Farnsworth there as well. So, um, I thought Branko would walk straight into this side because Staggs would be playing six, but with the emergence of Gamble and whatnot, uh, you might see Branko. He might miss out on this team to start, or he might be out on the left side because there's no doubt that Katoni Staggs, he will be the first choice right center in this team without a doubt. So Broncos, I also think they're trending in the right direction. I think they've come up with a couple of really good signings there. The guys they've lost, Tavita Pangai Jr., I think it was time for a divorce here. I don't think that this combination has worked for six or seven years. Same as Anthony Milford, hasn't worked for a long time now. I think a divorce was well needed. Same as Brody Croft, another one that it's not an insult to the player or to the club, but it's just not working. I think the writing's on the wall. Uh, not all divorces are bad, and I think that TPJ, Milf, and Croft, it's a good divorce. You want to go your own ways. You want to do your own thing. Xavier Coates will be a loss, no doubt about it, but I do think that Xavier Coates is going to be a better player when he arrives at the Melbourne Storm than when he was at the Brisbane Broncos. They probably weren't going to get the very best out of him. He was going to demand a lot of money. And I think you can probably find wingers that do a lot more work out of their own end as well. He's an unreal guy in the air to, to finish your sets and whatnot. And with uh, with, with a guy like Adam Reynolds, that would have been unreal. But I think they need guys that are going to get out of their end and really roll their sleeves up. Xavier Coates is a great player. He's a freakish talent. But I think they will be okay without him. It's more important that they get the guys they have like Adam Reynolds. Let's move to the North Queensland Cowboys coming third last at the moment. And not a heap of movement here for the Cowboys, uh, which is a little bit of a worry considering everything that's been going on. Uh, the two main signings that I've gathered are Chad Townsend, um, who, I mean, I, I, you know, I said to you guys, this is going to be a great signing for the Warriors. He's going to do unreal. You, vast majority of you messaged me and said, no, you're an idiot. He sucks. Um, he went there and he really wasn't that impressive at the New Zealand Warriors, which is a little bit of worry. He's been carrying an injury. I just think he's an experienced seven. He's won a premiership. He's been there. He's done it. I just don't think the Cowboys can get worse for having him in there. And once again, as we said about the Brisbane Broncos, there's only six or seven guys you want wearing the seven jersey in your club realistically. Um, the Cowboys will tell you, Chad Townsend and Dearden are both those guys. They're not realistically, but you have to do with what you can get essentially. The other guy they've signed is Peter Hicku. And... Um, a little bit skeptical on Peter Hicku for a long time, to be honest with you, but I think he's time at the Warriors. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Has been pretty impressive. And hearing Nathan Brown talking about him the other day, about how he's worked so hard to come back from this injury to play uh, games to the Warriors. And he walked straight in and he was captain as well. And I thought that the last few weeks, he's been really impressive for the Warriors. So if you would have asked me about this Peter Hicku signing four or five weeks ago, I probably would have rubbished it a little bit, to be honest with you. But I, I don't mind it now. And geez, the amount of points that the Cowboys leave out on, on, the, on the field just because they cannot complete their last pass or two, especially from the center position. A lot of their centers really struggle just peeling off their numbers, finishing on their f- finishing off their two-on-one. I think Peter Hicku will come in handy there. Does a lot of work out of his own end, which really matters too. Uh, the only guy they've lost, from what I've gathered, is Jensen, uh, who, you know, he's a role player. Uh, you're not really going to miss a heap there. There's no one else massive that's leaving from what I've gathered from from the uh, sheets that I've seen. So Cowboys, I really don't see there being much movement there. Um, I think it once again, you know, regardless of who they buy, who they sell, I think it all comes down to Jason Tamalolo and how they use him. I think they need to work out how to get the very best out of uh, their hooker, Reese Robson, uh, and the other young bloke that plays a bit of lock forward and hooker whose name escapes me at the moment. He's coming back this week to play. I just think they need to get the best out of those guys. They need to get Drinkwater and Val Holmes the, the peak fitness and the top form they can to really compete in this competition because they have got the skill set to rattle a lot of teams. We just don't see it consistently from the North Queensland Cowboys. Let's move to the fourth team we're going to talk about, and it is the West Tigers, a really, really interesting club next year. Really not many roster changes going on here, so a bit of pressure on Madge here, if, if he's still there, of course, to make this work because he's only gone out and signed two guys. Um, and, you know, which is pretty... And two guys from England as well, which two guys that I like, I think they are... Well, I, I, I'm confident Jackson Hastings is going to do well. Oliver Gildard, I haven't seen a heap of, but I have heard good reports. It's always hard to get a read on these English guys, though. But, I mean, they haven't managed to sign anyone from inside the NRL this for next season. They have got Ken Mamalo, who's joined them, which has been a good little signing, but... It is a bit of a worry because, I mean, every single time that you hear someone is available, the West Tigers' name has always been thrown around there. So maybe it's a sign of sort of where the club's at realistically. Um, really interesting, the West Tigers at the moment. But Hastings and Gildard. Uh, Hastings, I think that he should be the seven. Uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about playing him in 13. I just, if you're going to bring Jackson Hastings, just give him the seven. He's too talented not to be playing halfback, in my opinion. I know you got Luke Brooks, but... Um, and you know what? He is he's apparently staying there at the moment. But, God, there are a lot of clubs in this competition that could really do with a halfback. And if I'm Luke Brooks, surely you've got to start to look around and go, I haven't played finals footy here in 10 years. If they're not the problem, maybe I am. If I'm not the problem, maybe they are. I just think this would be another example of a really good divorce. They could leave on good terms. It didn't work out. We had a great time together. It was awesome. Didn't work out. Didn't play finals footy for 10 years. 
It's not sweet as a halfback and a club. I think it'd be great for Brooksy to leave. I think it'd be awesome to give Jackson Hastings a seven jersey. But the West Tigers do need to be prepared that Jacko, he's a bit like Corey Norman. He's a bit like Jamie Seo. He's a bit like Brett Finch. He's going to cop shit regardless of what he does. So as soon as he starts losing or the Tigers start losing, Jackson Hastings, the media is going to come for him. No doubt about it. The fans are going to come for him as well. Gildart, I don't really know, know enough about him to comment, to be honest with you. But I look at the guys they're losing. And, you know, I've got a question mark next to Brooks because I think that he will leave. Uh, no report there, no no mail or anything. I've just got a feeling he will leave, and that's just what I said from the start of the season as well. He has played great this year, and 13th. Uh, this is sort of just the reality of the Tigers' situation. Uh, let's have a look at the guys they've lost at the moment. Moses and Bayer here, Simon with the St. George Illawarra Dragons. We'll be touching on him when we get to the Dragons uh, talk. But Mbai, I really don't think they'll miss him too much. Experience, they will miss him. But they have got guys that can fill in, jump into the six jersey, jump into the one jersey. I mean, he's utility value they will miss. But I just feel like Moses Mbai has a spot in this team because he's got experience and he's on big money. I think it'll be good for them to let him go and just to move on with this situation. It was a mistake. Copping on the chin, we dealt with it terribly. We didn't work out what position he was. We made him captain before he worked out what position he was going to play in the team. We didn't know what his role was, but we made him captain. We completely shit the bed here, let's be perfectly honest here. Let's let him by go. Let's move on with the guys we've got because there is a lot of talent in this team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Billy Waltz is the other one we're losing who has been injured for the last few years. And Walters, I really do like him. I think he will do up uh, well when he arrives up at the Broncos. That's another one we didn't mention for them. Billy Walters. I think he'll be a good signing. I think he's just more of a depth sort of guy. I don't think he'll play a huge role. And at the Tigers, I mean, they've got so many guys there that can fill in that same sort of role in reserve grade. Jock Matten, Zach Docker Clay, these sort of guys. So uh, Billy Walters is a really good young player, but they have got a lot of guys that are exactly like Billy Walters, essentially. And I don't think he's ever going to be a first choice seven or six in the next 18 months, realistically. Not a, not bad for the Tigers. It just depends how, they, how these English blokes go. It's really hard to get a read on them. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Once again, we're going to go through all 16 teams. These are the first four. So the next four will, of course, be the teams that are coming just above those guys. So it will be the New Zealand Warriors, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, the Cronulla Sharks, and the Canberra Raiders. Some of those teams have had a lot of movement in the offseason. So stay tuned for that coming up, guys.